Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. was a time we described this as funky. What? Mm. We did? Don't you think? What's the modern word for it then? You, you're quite good with social media. And cool? I mean, no, that's an old word. Is good. it? Yeah. How are you feeling? You're, like, years ago, cool, yeah. Oh. Uh, no. Groovy? No. That's the sixties. <laughs> you are showing your age. <laughs> anyway, yeah, I quite any like it. You'll be saying hip. <laughs> My name is Richard Keyes. Hello, I'm Andy Gray. This is... Keys and Grey Pod. You can get in touch with us on Twitter and Instagram at Keys and Grey. Spell it out, Keys. A N D Grey, and that's with an A. Uh, some still spell with it e? with an E. Yeah, uh, no. Keys and Grey Pod. Now, special program this week. We yeah. will be talking with Ramon Vega about the race for fourth mm-hmm. a little bit later in the program. But our first guest is a fascinating individual. Yes. Uh, restaurateur. Yes. Raconteur. Yes. Broadcaster. Yes. Man of many different parts. Yes. Sizable all of them. Oh, most of them. Yes. yes. I've yes. seen most of them. Um, <laughs> it's not a good sight, some of them, but they are large. Golfer? <laughs> 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 Golfer, occasional golfer. occasional golfer, very good Tuesday, yeah. not so good Thursday. Now, that's a bit like Sven Goran Eriksson, I thought he was this week, when it's uh, good for stuff, that's a good second. Her <laughs> <laughs> guest was very good on Tuesday, yes. hopeless on Thursday. <laughs> <laughs> but that's how we play golf, yes, that's why we go back, uh, we're never quite sure what comes next. There's, a, no. there's only little Wellesby here that, that can play properly, yeah. and the rest of us are all scrambling or scratching most yeah, of the time. True. But we do play, and it's lovely to be able to do so at least twice a week. No, the aforementioned, um, very well known in the UK, Yes, I like to think, oh, n- not yes. just for his sports broadcasting, but also because he is what I would describe as a showbiz star as well. He's mixed would it you? with the very best. You think yes. he's a lovey? Oh, definitely. Was, is he? No, he is not, right. but he can play that. Oh, yeah, can he? That's can probably that why his... Role. Yes, that's probably why his restaurants are the success that they are. Ah, right. He knows tits and teeth. Really? Yeah, that's, that's, well, look at him. You can see he does. <laughs> he's got a fine set of board. He's got, he's got a fine set of board from where I'm standing. <laughs> uh, he has, I describe um, 
Eamon Holmes has that beautiful Irish yes, brogue, yes. lovely yes. broadcaster, isn't he? Our friend, I think, is in that category, but yes. he, he speaks with a, a lovely Welsh yes. drone I was going to use. That's the wrong word. Um, what, what's no, it's the not right? drone. It's not... Uh, bro 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 yeah, we could probably Welsh regurgitate that same word, couldn't yeah. we? Yeah. It is. He, yeah, he would know Quatra Medioith. He would know Quatra Medioith. He would know yeah. Borida. Borida. He is Welsh speaking. Hedlu. He's appeared many times on S4C. We've got to reveal. What? No, <laughs> no, just, no, 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 you just sit still for a minute. Known don't re to don't us, reveal no, anything. Before, known to us as tidy. Well, I don't know if that's racist anymore. Do you think so? Because, because he's Welsh. Is, is it? Always well, racist a bit tidy. Well, because we're 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 sort of uh, enforcing stereotypes, aren't no, we? No, not. He's the only Welshman I know that I call tidy. Is he? Yeah. Good and morning. by the way, no, no. And, and what I want. Good morning, to... Richard. No, Good morning, really. Andrew. <laughs> <laughs> I was just enjoying possibly the greatest. Well, not possibly, most definitely the greatest intro I've ever had in my life. I then thought I'd um, assign you, Richard, as my agent because that was sounding good too. And yes, you're right. Um, I am a bit of a lovey. Uh -huh. It was that pan was, it was that panto with is. Danny Larue and Britt Eklund. Once I completed, <laughs> once I completed that down at Theatre Royal in Plymouth back in two thousand and one, I didn't need to do any more panto. That was the ultimate. Did you stay in touch with Danny? Uh, I did, I did actually. Yeah. yeah, he was a wonderful person to work with. Mm -hmm. Some uh, wonderful stories <laughs> there. I mean, when, I'll never forget when we rehearsed in London. <laughs> It was, you know, he was dressed in his blazer with his cravat and everything. Uh -huh. And then at the, after the final rehearsal, he turned to me. I had, I had many scenes with Danny and he oh, just he turned didn't. to me, grabbed my wrist and he went, darling, this is the last time you'll see me as a man. <laughs> <laughs> and he was, he was right. In Plymouth, when we got down there, as soon as we started rehearsals and obviously when the show carried on for six and a half weeks, he was always dressed in a corset with, with fake breasts. And... Um, um, that's how I saw him for the next six and a half weeks. <laughs> and, and you didn't return to the stage? Uh, not after that. That was my last panto, yeah. I did two. I did the one year, year before at St Albans with Vicky Michelle. Right. Which was also wonderful, wonderful that experience. One? That was also um, Snow White and the okay. seven smaller people. Oh, good. Well, well done. I'm guessing you. Very well done. I'm guessing. <laughs> well I'm guessing you didn't play one of the smaller people. <laughs> I was actually. The, he generally I, played the beanstalk. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was. I was a little trimmer those days, and able to carry off the title of Prince. Andrew. Oh, yes, absolutely. Now we need to talk seriously about your your life in Qatar. <coughs> You've been here longer than Andy and I. Mm -hmm. Ten years. Ten years working for fourteen years because wow. uh, between 2008 and... Well, you were out here in 2008 doing the Euros. Yes. And then I came out to do a um, Beijing Olympic project mm -hmm. out of Qatar uh, and then carried on back and forth for four but I was going to say, were I your agent, I wouldn't be very successful because there would be no room in any of your days for no. any more work, would no. there? Really? <laughs> no. Yeah, I mean, how many... How many yes. Well, you, you, you say you're right. You call me Tidy because uh, it's a bit of a nickname. And it's not racist. Follow Tidy on uh, Instagram at Tidy68. Yes, exactly. Tidy Tidy. And you call me Tidy 12 Jobs Williams now. Yes. yes. Which is uh, about right. Yeah. yeah. But I've decided that's the way it's got to be. And this is a big year for us all. Anybody in, here in Qatar with the World Cup, uh, I think it's, you know, a, a great opportunity to have fun and also uh, make a good living. You know, you're not wrong because I, I, I once put that point to Eamon, the aforementioned Eamon Holmes, many years ago, 10 years ago. 
And I said to him, why do you do so much stuff? Why, mm-hmm. why, why can't you just concentrate on one thing? And he went, because at some point, they're going to shaft me. Uh, so I'm going to need options. Uh, and you know what? How right was he? Why didn't you Not, tell me that? Well, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> That's, that's why I asked the question. I was concentrating, I concentrating only on uh, one job. And yeah. he, of course, was very flexible and continues to be so. Magnificent broadcaster. Mm, really yeah. good guy. Yeah, good luck. Really, yeah. really good guy. But I put you in that category, Tidy. Yeah. Well, that's very kind. Yes. But you're Definitely. from a long line. Of, well, a long line. You're from a... Uh, a short line, but nevertheless a line of broadcasters. It yes. runs in the family. It runs in the family. My father was a television executive, really, but was there right at the start of um, HTV in Wales, uh, the um, you know the, um, ITV Wales, if you like. But then it was it was called TWW. TWW was set up um, when they set up HTV. Then they needed a benefactor, and John Morgan, who was a wonderful journalist, um, uh, he was very close friends with Richard Burton. And uh, he Dickie. asked, uh, Dickie, he asked yeah. Richard Burton, could he help sort of act as a guarantor as they set up uh, the new TV station? He said, of course, John, I'll, si- I'll write you a cheque for one million pounds. Is that OK? <laughs> and he never cashed it. But he had the check at home in a, in a frame, a check for one million pounds. That back in you know sixty three. Well, I I, I would have I would have had to have inquired. Yeah, yes, yes, you can write me a check for one million. But <laughs> yeah. if I cash it, yeah. <laughs> well, I got otherwise you might as well write me one for five million. Yeah. <laughs> to be honest with you, I think I'd have cashed it. <laughs> but good yes. story. Yeah, no, no, absolutely true. So, um, and then my father, television executive, and my mother, who comes to Qatar uh, this week. Uh, very excited about Has she that. overcome all the various hurdles that are required to leap over before she arrives here? She has at the moment, but she hasn't got to check in at Heathrow yet. Ah, okay. Um, well, and you that, know, we wish her well. That's the last hurdle. And I will say, you know, my mum said, oh, you know, there's lots of forms and things. And I said, well, that's why we're very lucky here in Qatar that yeah. not many people have Correct. COVID and not many yes. people have died from COVID. Yes, Correct. we've been and very safe. Do you know what? I'll go with that. Yeah. I'll go with the strict forms. And it's a little bit of a pain sometimes, but that's why Is we're able to... No, no, oh, no, 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 Mrs. Tidy Senior has been here before, but this is the first trip without uh, Tidy Senior, Mr. Uh, Tidy Senior. Yeah, yeah, yeah of course, course. shame, so, shame. Yeah, I know. So, yeah, and my sister's involved in broadcasting as well, and, um, yeah, that's it. Was it always your bag to be a broadcaster? No, I, I did TV. a sports science degree, and I was, I was, you know, really? Mr. Mr. Did Trax, Trax, yeah. Trax. Didn't learn much, did you? <laughs> 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 yeah, I didn't spend enough time in the gym. But you were, the gym but you were spelt when you were young, weren't you? Yeah, I, oh, God, I remember when I was, you know, in college, I was training every day and playing. and Yeah, that, so that was what I was going to do. And I, I said I didn't want to go down the broadcasting route, but of course I was, I was in studios from the age of two. In fact, I made my first TV appearance at the age of two. And, there, and every holiday I had, I'd be there with mum and dad and I'd just go along to the studios and I'd be sitting there with directors and producers and cameramen and, and sort of learnt the whole trade. What do you enjoy more, your sport or your loveliness? <laughs> that's a that's good I, question, though. It, it's, it's not about... I mean, I've, I've worked across many different genres, uh, even a little bit of news. Sky Sports current, news viewers uh, will remember you very well. Yes. Yes, absolutely. I was there from the start. Right. We launched yes. it, yeah. 92. We were part of the launch 92, team. 92, when? 98. 98. 98, yeah. Do you know what? I always remember when we launched Sky Sports News. I mean, you know, it's turned out to be an, an incredible um, service now. But when we started, we couldn't get a 
dog on that show. <laughs> I mean, including you two. Well, it, oh, by the way, you did get me on that show. Hold but on. We, I find that a little surprising because you were doubling up as the reporter on Animal Hospital. So if anybody could find a dog. <laughs> yeah, you could have. It was you, on wasn't it? Really? I, I, I <laughs> was hamster. On a rabbit. <laughs> I, I remember... <laughs> I remember we couldn't get, we just couldn't get managers. We couldn't get, nobody wanted to have anything to do with us. And, you know, Ford Wine 25 years or, or so. And it's become the platform. Yeah. Yes. Uh, you know, television and Sky Sports News, uh, not just Sky Sports News, but across other uh, networks and, and internet now, people use the medium then as their platform. The late and they used to hide behind it. Vic Wakeling's idea. Yeah. And let no one tell you different. Vic yeah. was always, always an advocate that it was possible to do rolling sport the same way as we do rolling news. Yeah, because at at first people were frightened and thinking, how are we going to fill that? And in fact, when we we started, we weren't live the whole time. So there were times in the morning we would run an hour again and repeat it. Well, you you know, you can't do do that now. You do what? You what? <laughs> you know, suddenly it became very, very good. Ap- <laughs> it became very apparent that you didn't need to rerun things because there is news breaking in sport uh, and, and certainly in football in the United Kingdom and across the world every minute of every day. Yeah. Yes, yes, and, and therefore it was. But a the great question was: Did vision. you prefer your your orthodox sport or your your mixing it with yeah, the Catherine the Jenkins of this world, the yeah. Danny Larue's? Uh, the Vicky Michelles. Listen, I love shows. I, I am a frustrated musical theatre performer. I love musical theatre. Well, you, 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 well, like most Welshmen, you sing very well. Yes. Well, I give it a, well, I give it a okay. bash. Okay. Uh, you see, he's not. Jake, he's the best Welshman you've ever had. Oh no, oh, no, 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 no. But he, Lord. no, but he's, he is very good. Uh, in fairness what's to you. What's your karaoke number again? Which one's that? Country roads. <laughs> country roads. <laughs> country roads. It's, it's the old favourite. That's <laughs> never that's far true. away. It's never far. Far. It doesn't need to be karaoke. It just be anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> so you found an outlet for your creativity. Yes, I did. But um, you know, I love to go and watch musical theatre. I actually once uh, hosted a musical theatre. Um, show from Cardiff. It was a big festival with Ruthie Henshaw, and I was just, you know, I thought, yeah, Ruthie Henshaw is, I admire as a musical theatre performer, and um, yeah, I, I, and then I worked with John Barrowman, and John, I used, to, I used to go and watch John Barrowman in musical theatre, and then I got to work with him, and I was sort of a little bit starstruck. I suppose that's the same with, with sports You have as worked well, with yeah? them all, though, haven't you? At one time or another. I've really. worked with a few, but it's the same with sports, you know. And the same, for, for me, working with my heroes, I mean, here's one football hero right next to me here. Thank you. People you I just... oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Tidy. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, really, you know, I grew up watching Andy playing. <laughs> so and, did I. And, yeah. And, <laughs> you, by the way, you're both lying gets. So did I. Uh, if I had a spare Tuesday, my dad would always say to me, let's go across the villa and watch Andy play. And, and uh, I used to really look forward to that. Keezy was 25. <laughs> 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 no, so, so, you know, in, in, in the rugby world, when I worked at, uh, on the rugby for Sky, and suddenly I was sitting there with Sean Fitzpatrick and Zinzan Brook and Bob Skinstaff of South Africa and all these players who I admired, and suddenly they're in, you know, and this is the, this is the, the great perk of working in our, in our field is that suddenly they're in your phone book. Mm. Yeah. You know, mm. one minute yeah. you're looking at them and they're your heroes, and then you're like, oh, let me see what uh, Fitzy's up to. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or, or Ernie Els. <laughs> yeah. Do you know Ernie? I, uh, <laughs> <laughs> do you know 
Well, funny you should mention that. I was just on the phone with it, not with, her, you know, with, with his very good friend. Uh-huh. You've never mentioned that, though, no, when, no. In, in our company. Somebody <laughs> mentioned that the other day at the golf course. Who was it? Oh, was you I didn't it? mention it. <laughs> Richard brought it up. <laughs> Richard brought it up. Uh, uh, no, but it's been... Um, so what do you do here, for those that don't know, that recognise the voice? Twelve jobs. Twelve, <laughs> well, yes, you work for Paid FIFA. I, I work for Alcas. Alcas is my primary job. Alcas is the local host broadcaster here in Qatar. It's sort of almost like a sort of BBC, if you like, mm. of, of Qatar. And then that's my main job. I look that's where I the see English you, language. That, that kind of level, yeah. Yeah, the English language output for... Alcas sports channels. That's the bread and butter day to day, and then mainly football. All football. All yeah, for for me, yes. And and then with uh, the FIFA magazine show we produce every month, twenty two of them. We've done sixteen, six to go. Uh, they're available on just type into YouTube FIFA TV magazine, and mm-hmm. um, yeah, they're very fun. Twenty six minute show every month. Uh, You've been invited on that, yeah. Uh, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> no. I'll tell you something about no. me in this part of the world. Uh-huh. I I was. I identified as visible when yeah, I was too. born, yeah, you see. <laughs> I have been identified by others here as invisible. Yeah, me too. So I don't really get involved in any of that. Andy. What do we call ourselves? Uh, Randall and Hopkins. <laughs> <laughs> is this the first time you're revealing? Yes, yes, yes. yes. <laughs> Randall and Hopkins. This is brilliant. Yeah. Oh, how wonderful. Uh, uh, no, I, I do some work with the Spire Academy as well, which, which is an in- incredible setup um, there. And... Um, yeah, I mean, you know, the, the whole the point of Aspire Academy is to produce uh, athletes, football players, especially the footballers, uh, to create a national football team that can compete at the highest level. And I think so far they've done very well. Certainly, decent job, haven't they? Well, mm. under 19s, they won the uh, 2014 AFC uh, in Myanmar. That was a big thing. That same squad came through to 2019, won the Asian Cup. They did very well out in America in the CONCACAF Cup By the way, last they summer. Have. Yeah, they should, they should have beaten should the have USA. Been in the, uh, no, should have beaten the should, should, should have got it. Got it but the isn't final. it a disgrace that Qatar's hosting a World Cup? Shouldn't it have been England? Oh, goodness me. Don't even start. <laughs> it, it's just so... It is, it's vital. It's the World Cup. It has to be hosted in every, if not country, certainly region in the world. That's why it's the World Cup. And in this region, there's a great, great passion for football. And I know if you go to a local game here, they're not hugely attended. The Emir Cup final is. But if you go to, I know Iran's not in the GCC, you go to Iran or you go to Saudi Arabia for some of these AFC Champions League matches, you can't get in. You know, you're talking packed houses. There is a passion for football in the Middle East. Why shouldn't it be here? So I, I get a little bit, but they, they were like that. Do you, you remember? They were like mm-hmm. that when it was going to South Africa. Oh, we can't, we can't have the, can't have the World Cup in South yeah, Africa. Yeah, yeah. America. Uh, and and, then, yeah, and then, then it was Brazil and that was going to all go. And then Russia. Russia, you can't go to Russia. <laughs> I know that's a touchy subject right now, but what they did was put on a fantastic show and raise the bar again. Mm. So, British media, though, are of the opinion any World Cup could only be held. In yeah. England, really. Yeah. So they don't have to travel. And no, but if it was, it would be a fantastic World well, Cup. Called, they do a brilliant job. It'd be called an England Cup, wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah. <coughs> it's called a World Cup for a reason. Yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. And, I, and I think it's important it's come to this region. And I, and I, and I think it certainly will open, open people's eyes, for yeah. sure. How much has the region changed in the decade oh, wow. you've been here? Goodness Maybe. gracious me. Uh, well, in fact, when I first got here, when, when you and you got here in 2008 as well, the very place we're sitting right now was, maybe this was built. Yes, it was. But 
There was nothing else on the pearl. Oh, 2008. No, oh, no, 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 there was nothing. No, 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 no. When I looked out of my you. window over there from the Ritz Carlton, Carlton, that's yeah, uh, across what became the pearl, it was just sand, and, and the, the, the lorries were like ants. Yes, dropping the hardcore here. There was nothing, nothing. <laughs> Doha city center hadn't risen. The, the tallest building in Doha was 12 stories high. Wow. That was it. Uh, there was nothing. Wow. Yeah, nothing. Two, I think 2009 when I came so out. The, so, but that's infrastructure. In terms of attitude and in terms of all the things that people concern themselves about when it comes to Qatar hosting a World Cup, how much has, has that changed? Well, I, th I think it's the visibility of the country to the rest of the world. Mm -hmm. Nobody really knew. I remember when I came out in 2008, they said... Uh, Trevor East, who we know, said to me, I've got a job for you in Qatar. I went, yeah, brilliant, fantastic. And I thought, I, was, I, was, I couldn't say to him, where is where that? Where is it? <laughs> <laughs> where is it? <laughs> That's exactly what I wanted to say. So I, I had to go on the internet. I was like, Qatar, where's that? Yes. Uh, and I think, um, if you, you know, we see what's happened in Qatar over the last 10 years, hosting international events, it's become part of the sports calendar, really. Yeah, it, it really is a sports hub, whether it's been world cycling, world gymnastics, world athletics, uh, swimming, um, short and long course swimming, everything happening, so much sport goes on here, then it, it's become visible to the rest of the world. So everybody now says, oh yeah, Qatar. Mm. So I think that's the biggest change in the way that it's portrayed now around the world. And, and what portrayed about, for doing a very good job, an excellent job in hosting these events. What about internally? Because that, there's been a massive shift in attitudes in that respect too, hasn't there? Um, I think so. You know, when, when people ask me, when people from the outside hear about the laws, Islamic laws, and, and the way that these countries operate, most of the time when they tell me what they've read, I don't really notice that much. People say to me, you can't get a drink. Well, I say, if I didn't, if I couldn't... Well, you I'd wouldn't be that size for a start, like Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. The right exactly. <laughs> so, um, and, and if you think about it, and sometimes we, you know, we still... Have Shouldn't say that, really, because that, that's also stereotyping. <laughs> that's not nice. That, I yeah. apologise, Tyler. I, I didn't I apologise on behalf of you. Yeah, I, I, I make that official. Yeah. But... Yeah. but <laughs> You know, sometimes we, you know, we living here, we are different people. We, you know, the Arabic people and, and the Western the English people are different. They're different in religion, different in attitude. And sometimes we, we, we have a little bit of a shock if thing, things aren't quite as we see them. But generally, when we look at it, step back a little bit, do we notice it much? No, we don't. We, no. we live a fantastic life. You know, we get up in the morning, what do you do? You go to the gym. Well, you go to work, and then you go and play golf, and then you go out to have a meal in a, in a, in a really nice restaurant, mm. or if you, if you want to, don't have to have a nice restaurant. I'll go off and go to a place called the Curry House. Really nice. Ah. Ah. Now, <laughs> now it's funny you should mention that. I do. It's a lovely uh, place. A lovely segue. That's yeah. another of his jobs. Oh, but I, but I, 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 I think we should hold back. Yes. On, on, because Tidy also used to run a, a chain of restaurants in Cardiff. Wow. Yeah, no less. Yeah, it started off with a club called the Cameo Club, which was a. It was. It was. Res it's in a. It's still. Well, it's not there now. Is the opened club, by Danny so. Larue? Yeah. Um, no, not quite. Uh, some other famous people uh, did attend. Yes. Who? Oh, well, I can't remember now. So many. It was. It was. A, it was a very big media haunt. Okay. Um, yeah, Hollywood actors and things like that used to pop in. Because anybody who, who was, whether they were filming or television in, in South Wales or Cardiff, they would come to the Cameo Club. 
But it was a club that started... So you have that in common. You used to own your own, the Holy City Zoo. Holy City Zoo. Yeah, yeah, that, the, yeah, the infamous. I mean, yeah. there are great stories about that. Well, there, tell us. <laughs> no, no, I was there then. I, 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 was obviously, I was obviously training at the time, getting ready for the games. <laughs> That's very interesting. I had no idea. No. Those businesses are fun, but, but they're hard work. Yeah. You know, there's constant issues and problems because what you're doing... And the thing is, with a business like that in, in, in entertainment, when everybody else is on holiday, you're working. What's it? Mm. Yeah, it's a bit well, like, it's like our job anyway. Yeah. 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 I was going to say that. Yeah. yeah. yeah no, exactly. Everyone's a holiday at Christmas. Where are we working? Shreezy's always said, and he's absolutely working? right, we party at different times. You have to. Absolutely. Because we work when everybody else is on holiday. Correct. That's just how it is. Mm. And I wouldn't have it any other way. <laughs> I'd rather go shopping in Sainsbury's on a Monday than I would on a Saturday, wouldn't oh, yes. you? Oh, yes. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah big big say no's. Yeah, I was at Marks and Spencer's the other day. In the Monday. You weren't? I was. No, you weren't. You were at Marks and Spencer. There's no S. It's not plural. Do you know what? Just, this is, I, just, I just popped off to Istanbul. Yes. Uh, the, the, oh, you, did you? You, you just oh, mentioned just, that store, oh, Marks and Spencer. That's where I buy my pants always. Yeah, where? My underpants. Big yeah. pants? Well, now this is a good point because our guest is calling me. Make it <laughs> seriously. No, so I turned up. I've gone with uh, with Oksana, my wife, and I said, "Look, I need to get some new pants." And we've got there. And she said, "They are get these. They're lovely. I'll get them now. They're large." I went, "I'm extra large. I know the size of the contents Millets of my for pants. you." <laughs> <laughs> High and mighty. <laughs> no, so I bought the large. The camping centre. I bought the large, and here I am back into I'm wearing them today. They're just a little bit tight. Snug. Well, I'm... Snug. Well... Back and front. Yes. <laughs> I know much... I know back. the contents of my tights. Yes. Particularly. Particularly the back. If his pants go off in the next hour, they can take my eye out. <laughs> Oh, dear, dear. Marks and Spencer. <laughs> there you go. It's like Atletico. People talk about Atletico Madrid. No, right. Atletico Madrid. There is no H in Atletico Madrid. I'm glad we can get our minds back on football. We should speak with our guest, who is the prettiest centre-back ever to have played the game. And I yeah. wish for you to join in this conversation. Yes. Okay. Uh, let's say good morning to Ramon Vega. Ramon, how are you? Very well, Richard. It's very kind of you to join us. This is something I've been trying to achieve yes, you have. for six weeks. You had COVID. I had flu. Uh, I think you were how unavailable. How did you have flu? How could you have flu? There's nobody's had flu for two years. I did. I told you last week I had flu. Teddy, have you known anyone had flu in two well, years? Well, funny you should say... You got man flu, Richard. Ah, now man flu. That's sexist. That's sexist. That is sexist, Ramon. I'm sorry. We can't go down that line. Guys, I had a proper flu. You didn't... I'll tell you what, mate. I was absolutely flat and bad. I've never seen my life something like that. It's... It's uh, not to wish anybody, but, you know, listen, uh, the good thing is I'm better now, but it was good. really like cute 10 days. Yeah. Uh, you see, we, we, we say that very glibly, Ramon, not to wish anybody. When we say that, in the back of our mind, we are thinking, well, 
except for one or two. There's always one or two. That you would, you, you would wish you'd done that. Lisa, we, all, we, all, we always have a nasty uh, kind of thoughts always there. It's always yes. sad. Yes. You know? uh, now, you didn't hear my introduction, so let me repeat this. I just described you as the prettiest centre-back ever to have played the game. Would you object to that, or do you agree? <laughs> oh, my gosh, Richard. Where did you put me again? You put me in trouble. Well, no, I, well, I, I mean, I have to say, Casey's got a point, Ramon. I can only you, think you, of... You were, you were very pretty. Well, there was only one that I would put ahead of Who's, who's oh, that? that? Patrick Berger. He's got, he's got come from Andy. Bloody hell, I have to take yeah. it seriously. Now. <laughs> yeah, I mean, honestly, Ramo, I used to look at you and think, my God, centre-halves didn't look like that when I played against exactly. them. <laughs> well, they certainly didn't look like that after you played against them. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh! Yeah. How did you get away with it all those years? Clever. Uh, listen, mate. Uh, uh, it is. Uh, it was good years. To be honest, I enjoyed it. Yeah. It's not much hard work when you're like that. Well, I, I, but, but I, I mean, I'm talking about how you came away still looking as good as you do. Because if I stood you alongside <laughs> Steve Bruce. It's very evident yeah. that oh, he was yeah. a centre-back, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, it is. Yeah. Or Kenny Burns, <laughs> yeah. something like that. <laughs> no, he, he was a kind of a famous Picasso-looking guy, you know? <laughs> Ramon, where do we find you today? Where are you? I'm in Budapest. Lovely Budapest, Hungary. Oh, oh right. fabulous city. Is it? Yeah, yeah so I'm here, actually. My wife is from Hungary. Um, okay. Two years ago, when the whole pandemic started in London, because I'm based, still based in London for nearly over 20 years now. Mm -hmm. um, I, yeah, I mean, we've tried to be the past, uh, you know, because it's better. First of all, there was not heavy lockdowns like in London and all of the place. And yeah, since then I'm here. Frankly, I have not traveled. Uh, and, and and enjoying her. It's a beautiful city, I have I, to be honest. I've know? got to say, yeah, 20 years in London, Ramon, you know, he, you do sound like a gazer, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, he, he does. does. He's, he's brilliant, isn't it? He does, yes. He does sound like a cop. He certainly, right. yeah, certainly yeah. doesn't sound Swiss, does he? <laughs> <laughs> Like, Whatever that I, is. I haven't got a Scottish accent yet, you know. <laughs> <laughs> no bother, no bother, big man. Are you, are no you Swiss, well, Swiss Italian? Like are you Swiss French? Are you Swiss German? What What exactly well, listen, are I'm your Swiss origins? German. Yeah. I, I got the Swiss German and the Swiss kind of German ugly language, because that's a very ugly language, to be honest with you. <laughs> but yeah, Hochdeutsch is kind of my main kind of, language in Zurich. That's where I started all at Grasshopper Zurich. But my parents are Spanish, so oh. the Spanish language is still there. To, uh, no wonder you're good yeah. looking. <laughs> <laughs> With that mix. <laughs> and you wanted the cheese side of it. It's a paella side, you know? <laughs> uh, Ramon, how closely are you watching the chase for fourth place? And can your beloved Tottenham nail it, do you think? Lisa, I'm, I'm following it very, very closely, uh, to be honest with you. As much as you can, of course. Um, yeah, listen, Tottenham and I would say a very strange season for them. A very like up and down. I think very spurious in a way as yeah, well, to be honest with you. And at the same time, yes, they the gained momentum the uh, last few weeks. Um, but yeah, it, it, it's a difficult spot now. Arsenal really came up with their points and that's going to be, I think, a decision make a match uh, against Arsenal. I yeah. think the Derby one will be one of the decision makers, mm. to be honest with you, for the final one. If he Anything missed, else, if you, if you missed out, do you think that you can hang on to Conte or is there a danger that he might be tempted to go elsewhere? Ah. 
listen, he's a moaner to start with, you know? He moans <laughs> the first day, bloody came into that club, you know? Yes, he, he moans on and I know, well, listen, man, let's be honest, be straight about it. You know, the guy is obviously very good in his whatever ways, technical work, capacity and motivation. That's kind of, I think, one of the main things he brings to the table, you know. But at the same time, he's a big moaner. You know, the Italians are played in Italy. They always moan yeah. if they don't get something, you know. Um, and, <laughs> you know, you know in the market, you know, you guys know, and Andy, you know, January market is a dreadful market to do transfers. Yeah. You, you, can't, you can't get, you can't this, uh, like spot transfers where you maybe potentially not even have a look in the player, maybe the guy's half injured. It, it's it's a very difficult market, you know. And uh, what actually surprised me when a manager goes into a club, uh, you're analysing first of all very much what kind of team you have, or what kind of players you have from the first minute, and you know when you're coming mid-season, it's going to be a difficult one. Mm. Not much changes you can do until the end of the season. In my point, if you're a good manager, when you analyse that, he said, well, with these, with these lot kind of players, I can do something about them. I mean, if you start to moan already, you can't get the players in January. <laughs> yeah. you, you, you start to, you know, uh, kind of uh, trying to get excuses, let's say it that way, you know. So, to come to the point of staying, going back to your question, uh, listen, Daniel, let me know um, how he is. He's not push away in the same time. If Conte wants to go because obviously he doesn't get what he wants in the summer, he will leave. And mm. I think he's indicated already in January a little bit. Even now he had a good run again, but he doesn't get that what he wants in, in the summer. I think he's gone. What is it about your club that that you are continually spursy? Yeah. What is it, Ramon? You were there. You were part of it. I don't know who's called, called up that spursy name, but I've been hearing that everywhere. You know, Teddy Sheringham. All these guys, ex-players, I play with them, you know. But, you know, we have, I think it's a good name, Spursy. I think Tottenham has been... We got to look back now. I think it's myself won something with these guys about over 20 years ago. Yeah, the League that's Cup. correct, These eh? guys where you guys were still riding England there doing, yes. uh, you know, the school and everything else, you know. I still remember that, you know. So this is 20 years. We're talking Tottenham Hotspurs, know. you know. Uh, and not winning anything. It's an embarrassment, you know. First owner, I, I will be embarrassed, you know. Yes, you'll be proud of having a new stadium, new training ground. But, you know, I'm telling you that now. Sorry, I'm, 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 I'm uh, <laughs> saying that. But the training ground we used to have, yeah. Andy and Richard, yeah. that was an 18th century training ground. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not joking. I'm not joking, guys. It was an 18th century. I came from Syriard, Calgary, that time. Absolutely, top, you know, spot on training ground. And, gym gear, everything was on there as well. I came to Spurs, goodness me, I thought, oh, this is dreadful. And on top of that, they give me a David's light cards to go to the gym, really. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's one of the perks, signing for talking. Hey, <laughs> I'm surprised back. they didn't charge you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, uh, I'm not going to say that now here, but yeah. <laughs> Daniel doesn't miss a trick. Where there's money to be made, Daniel finds it. Ramon, looking from the outside, uh, you look at Spurs, they've had fantastic managers, they've had fantastic players over the years. Where where is the problem? There's got to be something... (laughs) I don't want to point the finger at one person (laughs) in particular, but, you know, they've had the ingredients to win. Yeah. You knew, as a as a, as a Graham Souness would tell you, that 
Liverpool knew the moment Tottenham travelled north of Watford. Yes. They were there for the taking. And, and unfortunately, that was true more often than not. Mm. The, the Glenn Hoddle was never going to have the effect on a game at Anfield that he did at White Hart Lane. And I think in some ways, Ramon, tell me if I'm wrong, that summed up Tottenham. You didn't really travel very well, did you? I, I, I still think yeah. that's a problem. Well, not just that, but I think the overall philosophy with the club. Listen, I, I was there, I think it was when Alan Sugar was there, you know, Danny Levy was just going after it. Alan Sugar was a straight talker, no nonsense, you know, uh, in the same time. It, it was good operator. Uh, to be honest, we in the 90s, we had some very good players now, Scott. You know, David Tunard, De- uh, Klinsman, yeah. Les yeah. Ferdinand, Saul Campbell in the back, you know. Uh, good players. Darren very good players. You know, we have very decent players there. We still struggled one season. We actually, at the end of the season, we nearly went down to uh, 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 division, you know. Um, but what I, and still today, even those days when I was a player, what I found within the club, when you go to other clubs, or I've been in other clubs as well, you've got that very family environment, unity, you mm. know, from the team lady down to the, was watching your kid and everything. And the players really, that, that kind of environment, Spurs, is absolutely non-existing, guys. It's pretty much very clinical. It's very business-orientated. And you, as a player, you're more kind of a product than actually a human being player. So... Mm. So mm. one of the elements, I think, uh, within the club, and I see even big managers, you just mentioned as well, I mean, top managers, Mourinho's, you know, all of that, even now with Conte, you know, they're struggling too with the mentality within the club. And that's one of the, I think, one of the major cancer within that club. Yeah, I, I hear what you're saying. Yeah, I know. Yeah, very much it, so. The, the other part where I will look into it, you know, I'm an ex-player of Tottenham Hotspurs. And you can talk pretty much to most of the ex-players. You're not being treated as an ex-player. You actually actually mean you have to back to go to the club, even get a ticket. There you I go. I said, more. there's ways to no, make no, money. No. They'll find it. Yeah. Can you believe uh, it's... Yeah, listen, yeah, sorry. I'm, I actually hardly asked uh, uh, a ticket once. You know, I used, I used to even have a box stand there, okay? Of course, I paid for it. But, <laughs> <laughs> you know? So Daniel must have done you a deal. Daniel did you a deal. I tried to do it. I tell you what, I don't try to do a deal with Daniel. Bloody hell. <laughs> Just to get one pound off him, me. My God. The the key is, I, even from all the Premier League clubs, you get way much more respected and invited. You know, and it's, I have to say, even Arsenal side point of view, you know, Ross rivals, you know, that really, really kind of invite you or other clubs, you know, they really make you welcome. You yeah. don't have to have to bet. They really make you feel you're welcome as an ex-player. At Tottenham, I'll tell you that now, is dreadful, that side. <laughs> it is a shame. But something no, no, it's said. a shame. Something... I have to, not only say it, but it is, it is like that. And you can talk to most of the ex-players, it is absolutely dreadful and it should be like that because the football club is still very uh, in terms of you have mates your friends you mm. had a good experience i've been four and a half years in that club it's not just a half a year mm. i've passed through it i went four and a half years of won the league cup you should at least some respect into it you know or treat the ex-players and that part of tottenham is absolutely very very bad shame but that shows that that shows that the, the the mentality within the club even the employers 
This is one of the things, most likely, the, pl- the club really doesn't drive to that winning formula because from the top, doesn't give that impression that you're part of a family when you work with them. But there are professionals who deal with this these days. This is something you said there as well about not being able to get a result north of Watford. You know, there are psychologists, there, yes. there are teams of people. Mm. Does that still exist? Uh, should it exist when teams go to certain places and have a bogey team? Come on, we're no. past that. We're into a different era. Not really. <laughs> <laughs> No. <laughs> Except for Tottenham Hotspur. Never forget Alex Ferguson's pre-match at White Hart Lane. It's Tottenham lads. It's Tottenham lads. That was it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, what? I'll tell you that now. I can, hear, I, can, I can even hear Alex on the other side. <laughs> Listen. I, yeah, you... I was, I'll tell you what. I was a Tottenham player. I was even motivated. Yeah? <laughs> yeah. Uh, Ramon, you are a... Alex is talking now, yeah? You take it seriously now, yeah? yeah? <laughs> Are you still making money? That's an important factor. Oh, you better believe he is. Uh, listen, you have to make money. Otherwise, how the, how, how the hell are you going to pay the electricity? Well, yes, but you set you up know? a very <laughs> successful financial business when you left the football world, didn't you? Are you, are you still involved? Well, I, I had it for about a good uh, 18 years. That's enough. So when yeah. I, yeah, uh, that's enough. That's more than enough. Yeah. I had enough for that part of the city. Be honest you um so yeah i post my career i went into straight asset management and private equity sector um yeah it, it was uh you know let's say a journey i learned a lot because it was a different industry very egomanic because you're talking the london of city of finance everybody knows everything but everything but knows nothing <laughs> and everybody's in a kind of money driven kind of uh, place but it was good, you know, it was very hard for a football player going from obviously playing 15 mm. years mm. Uh, a profession to a new new industry. And I choose finance because I had also banking finance uh, degree in Switzerland with Credit Suisse at the time. Of course. Uh, now, that's one of the reasons I, I took that direction. And, and it was good, you know, running your own business is not easy. As you might know, um, you know, it's something, it's not something you, every month you suddenly have a salary. You have to work hard mm. to make that salary uh, coming in. And then when you start to have employers and everything else, you have a huge responsibility because you're still running the business. You have to make the income so you can pay these uh, play, uh, these, not players, these, these, these employers, you know, uh, and they've got families, you know. And, and the harder part is when the business doesn't work out properly and you haven't got the financial struggle, how are you going to tell them that you can't pay on a monthly basis or you have to pretty much reduce your forces? So mm. you learned that, and it was for me. It was new to start with. Well, the if, most there's, important part. if there's one thing yeah. wrong on the Swiss know about, it's making money. Yeah, and keeping it, and hiding it, and hiding it. Yes. <laughs> listen, listen. <laughs> yeah, Ramon, you are a diamond geezer, yes. and it's been really good fun talking. And thanks, Ramon. Brilliant to catch up. Continue to enjoy oh, life in Budapest. I will. Listen, lovely to talk to you three. Absolutely. Uh, looking forward to talk to you again. Eh? Great. Okay, guys. Thanks, Thanks Ramon. Ramon. Top Thanks. Thanks. Ramon. Thanks. Thanks. See you, buddy. Yeah. Bye. Yeah. Bye. 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 Rodri Williams is still with us, uh, affectionately known in this part of the world as Tidy. Um, you look a tad uncomfortable. Are you okay? 
pants a bit tight? Or are you? <laughs> oh, no, yeah, the pants are, yeah, going back to that. Yeah, my wife decided that I should sni- sort of slip into a large. I'm extra large. <laughs> yes, I, well, yeah. Marks yes. and Spencer. We, by the way, we can large. vote for that. You are definitely extra large. Well, it's just interesting, his wife suggests only large. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's very disappointing. <laughs> um, but there we are, we have to live with these we things. Do. Now, the raconteur in you. Yes. The, the, the restaurant... Uh. Uh, Lots of urs. Yes. Entrepreneur. We mentioned uh, the Curry House, the most popular Indian restaurant in Doha. Yes. If you're coming to the World Cup, make a note now. Yes, Curry please House. do. Yes, yeah, a lot but of you're fun. expanding, aren't you? Yes, the Curry House are, are the first floor of the Intercontinental, the City Doha. That's the big tower right in the city centre. Um, Aussie Hive Bar opens uh, very soon. Um, Aussie Hive Bar, being an Aussie themed bar, mm-hmm. right? Yes. Okay, uh, and. Ch- and then yes. the, the old steakhouse that was there called Prime uh, is now going to be called Steak and the City. And that opens Very in good. May as well. So uh, fans coming to the World Cup can come to the one-stop shop, first floor, Intercontinental Doha the City, the Curry House, nice. for the best, most exciting Indian food in Qatar. Including live breakfast. music and mm. breakfast. And yeah. we do international breakfast and Indian breakfast. And any entertainment for anybody who comes Yes, uh, Gary Gregg, May Luna. We have uh, those are our regulars. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's been fantastic. In fact, you can say you regulars gave... because we know what they do. What do they, they're singers. They're so. singers. Gary Gray was a finalist on X Factor, tremendous talent, and May, his girlfriend, actually. She's sensational. She's sensational. You both, yes, absolutely. Yeah. She is sensational. And we, 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 I, it, I take us back to that incredible evening we had in the company of Peter Schmeichel. Yeah, Peter, uh, Peter who knows his music. And yes. he was blown away. And plays absolutely the guitar very blown well away. Well. Yes, he does. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so yes, uh, that's a nice. Little, <laughs> but nice how little... how are you going to run three separate yes. outlets? For goodness' sake! Well, I have twelve jobs. I can have fifteen. <laughs> but I it's a serious amount of work. It is. You have to love it, and you have to get on with people, and and just. Yeah, it wouldn't do for me. No, but, yeah, but <laughs> you see, you see, we know it's not a rich. No, I know. We, no, we love. We know Teddy. We love him. But he, I think you. It's almost like a, a adrenaline for you. Yeah, it is, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. You know, whereas what you do and what I did, play football was like a drug. It's like adrenaline that, that feeds you. That, I get the impression with you when you're out with people, that's you. Yeah, the hospitality factor. Yes. Yeah. Trying to the lovey, the actor. Yeah, that's oh, a, I want. I like, like to see tits people and teeth. having a good yes. time. It's a bit like my life now. I, you know, if I go on holiday, I like to go with my daughter and see her enjoy her holiday. Mm. I've kind of, I've had great holidays when we go skiing. Oh, hang on, let's not go on to that. He doesn't like skiing. No, no, not Richard. <laughs> but I like to see my, I like to see my life. I get enjoyment through watching my daughter enjoy life. Mm. It's like I get enjoyment watching other people having a good time. Listen, mm. huh, let's not forget, I have a good time too. But do you? Do you know? Yeah, yeah. And this year I've made I, it, I, get I made the Peter Reed promise. This year I'm gonna make Ooh. I'm gonna try hard to have a good time. Yeah, I, I get enjoyment from watching people enjoy themselves as in my job as long as I'm getting paid for it. I think there's a bit of a difference there. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh huge difference. On a complete tangent, yes. um, have I got time to give a shout yes, out? We, yes, we're younger. just about to close, but I did want to read you this. But yeah, go on. Uh, I, w- I want to say a big shout out for uh, a young sportsman, uh, Cameron Stones. Keep an eye out for him. Oh yeah, um, he's the grandson of the great Emlyn Hughes. Oh yes, yes. And I wanted to just say he's doing so well in his cricketing career um, and football. He's now um, part of the whole uh, Southampton setup. Well, they're having a look at him in London, but his cricketing 
is quite something and he's doing very very well indeed and i wish him all the best make a note yeah, we do make a note yeah, yeah cameron stones keep an eye out for that but will he choose football or cricket gary and phil neville had the same issue they chose football steve agrizovich did both yeah yes what, jim coombs what, what, what did is both. your best at that's a tough one but uh, at the moment the cricket is going extremely well dennis compton did both yeah. uh, you can't do it now this here jim fullerton is the author it's the fans view of watching everton Oh, God. And the headline... I thought I was going to get away with it. I thought, I know without a mention of Everton. The, okay. You will want me to read the headline. The headline had me chuckling oh, for a good while. Go on. The headline reads, This season is ageing me. I now make Peter Reed look like Peter Pan. <laughs> <laughs> that tells He's me aged. you've had a bad season. He's thing. aged. <laughs> He's <laughs> aged. <laughs> Go. Oh, goodness. <laughs> on that note, uh, we thank Tidy, yes, Rodri Williams. Oh, before we go, one yeah. quick, I, I want this out there because I don't understand this stupidity about you. you. Right. If something's full, right, and I say that's full, and then I say it's half full, it's half of what it was, yeah? Yeah, right. agreed. How come if I say to him, how are you, and he goes, Tidy? Yeah, that, a Welshman that means, will say, Tidy, I'm tidy. good. Yeah, tidy, tidy, I'm good. But then sometimes he says to me, well, I'm half tidy, right? And I'll say, well, you're not feeling so good. He went, no, no, that means I'm doubly better. So how can half tidy be better than tidy? <laughs> it's just the way it is. <laughs> it's nonsense. There's no explanation. It's nonsense. And how are you feeling today? Oh, half tidy. Ah. Well, <laughs> they also often say, you, you see those two houses over there? Yeah. We, we live in the one in the middle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's right. <laughs> Whose coat is that jacket? <laughs> over my head on the floor. <laughs> there you go. Tidy or half tidy. Oh. Thank you for your company. Yeah. Keys and Grey Pod on Instagram and Twitter. Spell it out. Keys, A-N-D. Keys and Grey Pod. Uh, tidy 68. Follow him on Instagram. Yeah. And if you're coming to our part of the Curry world, House. the Curry House is an absolute must. Um, what do you say in Welsh for goodbye? Hoil Val. Exactly. It's that, I was going to say that. <laughs> <laughs>